Welcome to the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast with your host, Mr. G. For those about to learn, we salute you. Hello, party people. Thank you for joining us today on the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast, where we are changing the world one classroom at a time. That classroom is your classroom. I'm your host, Mr. G, Jared Geller. We have one of my favorite episodes planned for you today because today we are talking about inspiring your students, igniting their passions, and getting them excited and energized to come to school and learn every single day. How do we do this? Well, I'll tell you what, it's not by teaching the same monotonous, boring routine every single day. It's about finding the things that inspire you. It's about finding the things that you can bring to life in your classroom that will make your students say, wow, cool, this is awesome. It's about exposing your students to as many things in the world as you can so they can find the things that make them tick, that make them say, this is the coolest thing ever. I got to learn more about this. That's what we need to be looking to do. We need to rethink preschool entirely and stop thinking about instruction so much and more thinking about inspiration because when our students love to learn, they're going to learn all that common knowledge, basic things that we have to teach in preschool and pre-K. They're going to learn that in order to achieve these new goals of learning the inspiring, empowering, incredible things that we're going to talk about learning today. So one thing that I always struggled with as a pre-K teacher was the idea that we had to teach things that were going to become common knowledge, basic knowledge at one point. Because I don't remember my preschool teacher. And students will leave your class, go to a new school. And because everything they're learning in pre-K, numbers, letters, sounds, colors, shapes, they're going to use every day, they're going to just forget where it came from. And that, that I never wanted that to be my classroom. And I know you don't want that to be your classroom. I never wanted to teach things that I felt were unimportant or minor or unnecessary or insignificant I wanted to teach things that are important and major and necessary and totally significant and totally needed in their lives, things that they're going to use to help make themselves better, not just use every day. Because our students are sponges, they want to learn. People say that all the time. Oh, little kids, they're sponges. Then let's teach them everything that we possibly can. Let's expose them to as many things that we possibly can expose them to. Get their minds running, get them excited and inspired. If they're sponges, why are we limiting them to the very basic, the common knowledge. I can't get my head around that. And our students want to learn the same stuff that we would want to learn. They're no different. They're curious. They're interested. They want the interesting, fascinating, awesome things. I would always say this about nursery rhymes. If we don't want to listen to nursery rhymes, why would our students want to listen to nursery rhymes? If we wouldn't put them on in the radio, why would they think, oh yeah, this is my jam? Give them awesome songs. They want fun, catchy music, just like they want incredible, interesting, fascinating lessons, not boring, routine, monotonous, same thing every single day. So how do we make sure our students remember our classroom? Well, we have to give them something worth remembering, blow their minds, give them something to remember. We have to reprioritize inspiration over instruction, fascination over facts. Obviously, still teach, still instruct, still teach facts, and still go over all the the standards you have to go over, but put it in a bigger context. Put it in, instead of just talking about shapes, 
travel the world and look at all the things in all the different geographic locations. Look at all the different weathers, all the different climates, all the different people. Talk about the different shapes you see of different homes. Talk about the different cultures and the foods that they eat and just use colors and shapes and letters and numbers to describe a much bigger picture. Blow their minds, scrap the standards and start teaching to inspire. Find the coolest things you can and share them. Make learning an adventure. When you do that, our students are going to feel proud and so inspired and ready to go. Find the coolest things you can. Share them. That is the biggest thing we can do for our students. Inspire them. Get them excited. That is the new goal of your classroom. Reframe from thinking about hitting all those little standards because they will come when you teach your students these big, high-level, exciting things because your students will fall in love with learning and then learning anything falls into that mindset. So speaking of mindset, here is our mindset shift to take us forward. All right, there is our mindset shift music where that tells you throw that old mindset in the trash. That old mindset is about hitting the standards, about hitting all those common core, weirdly notated, silly checkboxes when really we should just be focused on getting our students loving learning. That is our new mindset is to teach to inspire, not teach to hit those standards. Those standards are going to come. When students are inspired, they're going to learn on their own, and that is a gift that lasts way past when your pre-K curriculum becomes common knowledge. So let's give them that gift of inspiration, of absolute finding their passions, finding their love of learning, finding what makes them excited to come to school. Giving them that, that is a way better use of spending the first year of school than hitting a bunch of weirdly notated common core standards that I'm telling you, you will hit if you have high expectations and you teach these inspirational things and you can incorporate letters, numbers, sounds, colors, shapes into all those bigger lessons. And then you can incorporate life skills and people skills and all these other awesome things you could listen to in episode four, which is about the 21st century curriculum, creating a 21st century curriculum. But when you do that and you inspire your students, and our mindset is about inspiring the students and not about just common core stuff, the results are going to be fantastic. I know that could be a little nerve-wracking for some people, but I'm not telling you to throw the standards away. So keep them in mind, but don't make them your number one focus. Your number one focus is inspiration, is making your students feel like they can do anything, like they can learn anything, like they know about the world, and they can pick the things that they want to pursue. That is the best. So how do we inspire our students? All sounds well and good, but it's probably pretty difficult, right? Actually, it's not that difficult. Just think about number one, strategy number one, what inspired you as a kid? What inspires your students now? What inspires you now? For me, it was always things that were the mystery. Uh, Aristotle said, wisdom begins in wonder, which that's pretty on point. So let's get the wonder going. Let's find the most wondrous, incredible, jaw-dropping things that we can find. I always think that it lies in the mystery, the unknown, the unexpected, the new, the weird, the big, the big and beautiful and, and grand. So 
I would always, if I wanted to get my students excited about geology, we'd be watching volcanoes erupt. We'd be looking at videos of Niagara Falls, the Grand Canyon. If I wanted to get uh, my class excited about the environment, we'd be watching animals that are interacting with one another. We'd be watching entire ecosystems playing out. We'd be watching time-lapse video of plants and, and ocean life just crawling around so students can say, wow, I had no idea that plants moved or that starfish could crawl around like that. Getting them to say, I had no idea. I didn't know. Wow, cool. This is, this is totally unexpected. So what inspired you as a student? What caught your attention, captured your imagination? That's what we should be teaching in our classrooms. So find the things that worked for you and find the things that would make you excited to come to school because we want our students to anticipate learning. They want to say, oh, what, will, what will we learn next? What's coming next? What are we learning after this? I can't wait to get to school to figure out what we're going to learn today. That's how you inspire your students, by giving them something that is inspiring. So similarly, if we want to be remembered and we want to have a lasting impact in our classroom, which I know you do, give our students something to remember. You've got to give them something to remember. And that doesn't just mean giving them an experience to remember, although that's a huge part of it, but also give them a reminder because our class, your classroom is going to be the best place in the world for your students. And you want them to always remember because sometimes they'll run into teachers that aren't so great. And sometimes they might have up years and down years. And if that ever happens, I always wanted my students to have things they could look back upon from our classroom and say, oh, I remember when I got that in pre-K and then attach all the feelings that they had about learning that awesome year of learning in pre-K to that object, to whatever it was, whether it was a card that I wrote all my students at the end of the year, whether it was items that they bought in our markets after earning money for participation and learning what they learned all year. Then we had a big market and they were able to buy all these things with their hard-earned money. So if they look back 10 years from now and they're 15 years old and they might be feeling insecure as a teenager and they see that card or they see that toy in their house that they bought in pre-k hopefully it gives them something to look back on and attach a feeling to and have that nostalgia that confidence that comes back that lasting impact that will go way beyond your one year give them that memory as a source of self-esteem so strategy number three how do we get our kids inspired ask yourself Ask yourself this question, will this make my students fall in love with learning? If the answer is no, figure out a way to make it so they will fall in love with that topic or teach something that is actually interesting and that is actually inspiring. Fascinate first. Build an interest with interesting material. Expose them to as many things as they can. They're not going to love every single thing you teach, but they'll find the things they do love and they'll Get with everything. I mean, they'll be on board with everything, but there'll be some things that they say, wow, that is for me. And that is the thing that we need to be looking for. Only teach things with that wow potential because our job is to have an impact, to inspire our students and to give them choices going forward. They're not learning for learning's sake. They are learning to help make their lives better, to make themselves happy, to find their passions. It's not just learning to hit a standard. It's learning for self-improvement, for self-worth, for feeling great about yourself, and for finding the things that are going to make you who you are as a student, as a teacher, everyone. Strategy number four, start with the big picture. If you like it, you're going to learn more. That's how our students work. 
Teach your students the big pictures. They will fill in the details. Teach them the big picture. Oh, sorry. They will fill in the details. For example, when we're learning about the weather, it can be very boring, very routine, very, very much the same thing every single day. Sunny weather. What do we wear? Same thing every day. Not a lot of, not a lot of excitement there. But if instead you teach your kids about geography and you learn about all the different climates all over the world and all the different weathers all over the world and how the people, how it affects them and how it affects the animals and the ecosystems and the habitats that live there and how, or the animals that live in those habitats and it, how it affects the people that work with those plants and those animals in those different climates, in those different regions. Then you've got a whole unit to talk about weather, to talk about climate, geography, geology, culture, and you still get your weather stuff in there. You still get, you can get your calendar stuff in there if you want, talking about time zones, talking about different calendars. This is all available to you, but if you start with the big picture, it makes teaching those little things a lot more exciting when your students can put it into context. So same thing also goes with basic literacy. If in my class, if we learned the letter C-A-T, you better believe that we are reading the word cat because I want, I want my students to see that we're learning these letters for a purpose. We're learning them to read these words. When I'm looking things up on YouTube, when I'm looking things up on Netflix, I'm telling them I'm typing in letters right now. I know how to write. I know how to read. So I can type these letters in and get whatever I want to find. I can search it. Don't you guys want to search for awesome things on YouTube? Don't you want to find whatever you want to watch on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. So start with the big picture. Don't just say we're learning to read. We're learning to write. Teach them how to read. And when they read that word cat, when they put those three sounds together, you say, oh my God, you guys just read a word. That's amazing. We're only a couple weeks into school and you're reading a word. Guess what that makes them want to do more of? Read more words. By January, your students will be reading. If you can consistently give them Help them direct the knowledge that you're using. Help them put it into a context that's important that matters to them. And so that's our fifth strategy. Empower your students means empowering yourself. Teach the things that matter. If you're spending a quarter of the year teaching two weeks on every season and every holiday gets its own week of lessons, that's not empowering. It may be fun, but you can up the ante. Aim for more. If you're going to teach about the winter, talk about climate, talk about hibernation, talk about Arctic animals, talk about habitats, talk about Eskimo culture. Don't just talk about the winter. Open it up. Give them so many different ideas to work with, with the idea instead of just thinking winter is cold and snow. Let them have all the associations of cold and snow. Let them make their own connections in their minds. It is empowering. Give the students the context, like I was saying, they like difficult material, and they know the difference between pop, between praise for standard routine stuff when someone says, when they say, oh, I can count to five, and someone says, wow, that's great. Great job. You must be so smart, so proud of yourself, which is awesome, and they love that. But when they say, I know what hibernation is, and then they can explain to an adult what hibernation is, I tell my students all the time. Watched for the different reaction because then adults are freaking out. They're saying, oh my God, where did you learn that? Did you learn that in school? Did your mom or dad teach you that? That's amazing. Hey, hey, everybody, come listen to this. Listen to what she knows about hibernation. And that reaction means a lot more, especially if they're looking out for it. And that is an empowering thing because they realize, wow, nobody thinks I'm supposed to know this, but I know it anyway. And it wasn't that hard for me to learn. I just liked learning about it. So Give your students inspiring, awesome things, 
And when they learn it, it will be empowering because no one's expecting them to learn it. And even if they were, it's still empowering because it's such an advanced concept and it gives them so many tools to go about their lives. So if you are ready to go, you cannot wait to get into your classroom and start inspiring your students right now, then head on over to punkrockpreschool.com slash 002, subscribe to our email list and download our freebie, the Teach What You Love checklist, where you can just go through, find all the topics and themes that you like, find all Anything that you would love to teach and anything that's not there, please leave in the comments below and I will try to include it and add it and just click any of the topics that you want to teach that you would think are interesting that your students might be inspired by and I will send you awesome, inspiring YouTube videos every month for each of those topics and I will keep you up to date as I continue to post full-on lesson plans to help you teach every single one of those topics to help you just pick the things that you love that work for you and then bring them into your classroom and make sure that your students can learn these incredible, incredible topics and be inspired and empowered and ready to go. So please head over to punkrockpreschool.com slash 002, subscribe to our email list, download our freebie, and fill out the Teach What You Love checklist so I can start sending you the best resources I can find on the internet that will get your students to say, wow, awesome, cool, let's learn more. And hopefully it gets you saying that too. So what are the changes that you can expect to see? Well, first, Take these three steps. Number one, make a list of the 10 most fascinating things that you want to teach. What are the most inspiring, empowering, absolutely out of this world, jaw-dropping things that you could teach? The most mysterious, the things with the most wonder, the weirdest, the most unexpected, new, experimental, advanced, grand, beautiful areas of nature, of technology, of science, of society, anything. What do you want to teach your students? Make a list of 10 things. Hopefully that list just keeps going on and on and on and it just never stops. So that will be ideal because that'll help you build the best curriculum to help inspire your students. Number two, you've probably already done this, but by the time you're done listening to this podcast, if you're here right now, reprioritize. It's inspiration over instruction, fascination over facts. Don't neglect the instruction. Don't neglect the facts. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying reprioritize. Make it about inspiration and all those other things are going to fall into place. That's our main goal is to, is to give our students the best first impression of school we possibly can. Rethink the standards, figure out the ones that are most important, and hammer those home. Number three, how do you use the common knowledge stuff like fine motor skills, letters, counting, numbers, shapes, colors? How can you use that to teach the more important, fascinating things? How can you use the basic concepts, the letters? I mean, obviously, you can ask every animal, what, what letter does this animal begin with? What letter does it end with? What are some rhymes? We can do that for so many different things. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as counting the bees versus in an environment unit versus counting the coins in a business unit versus counting the test tubes in a science uh, unit. So really, it's just about how much you can incorporate all of the common knowledge stuff that we are required to teach into the bigger picture stuff. So the changes you can expect to see are more motivated students driving their own learning. Students will have a FOMO for school, a fear of missing out of school. They will anticipate and just can't wait to get to school to learn and see what they're going to learn about today. As I said before, our students are sponges. They will learn a ton. Show them the world. They will learn about the world. That is one of the coolest things. People always talk about them being sponges. Let's let them absorb. 
Let's give them all the information to absorb. They'll take in the things that they really care about and some other things they won't remember. But our goal is to inspire and expose, not to have them remember every single unit that we teach and every word and question of the day that we teach. It's to have them find the few that really get them going and pursue them on their own and know how to find out more stuff about them and learn more about them and develop that passion further and further. So that's another thing, change you can expect to see is they will find their passions and once they do that, they're going to remember you. They're going to remember this classroom and you're going to have the longest lasting relationships. You're going to have relationships that go on years and years and years, way after kids move, you move. It's a pretty special thing because of the impact that you will have on these students by getting them inspired, by teaching them to find their passions. And there's really no greater gift that we can be giving because that ch that's a life-changing moment when you find the thing that makes you tick. So the major takeaways, what are we going to do? We're going to reprioritize inspiration over, instruct over instruction. Still teach, still hit all those standards, obviously, but our main goal is to inspire, is to help our students find their passions, find their interests, find the things that get them energized and excited and ready to learn and ready to come to school and anticipating really, really anticipating and waiting on what are we going to learn next. So that should be our new goal is inspire, don't instruct, inspire, fascination over facts. And why do we do it? Because we don't want to be forgotten. We want to make an impact. And our impact is severely limited in pre-K if we are only teaching the basics. And we are really, really robbing our students of their full potential because of all the incredible things they can learn if we show them all the incredible things in the world because they'll learn it all. That's really how to do it. And so we just have to fascinate our kids. How do we get them interested? Teach them interesting stuff. That's it. If what you're teaching is not interesting, if you can't ask yourself, will this make my students fall in love with learning? And the answer is no, then teach something else. Because the results are going to be that your students are going to love coming to school. They're going to have that FOMO like the kids talk about. And they're going to be inspired to keep learning more. And for you, it's going to be fun. It's going to be empowering. You're going to be learning along with your kids, learning yourself. And you're going to, if you don't already have it right now, which I'm sure many of you do, you're going to find that passion for inspiring your students. So you can't even imagine coming to school without a plan to inspire. You can't even imagine coming to school saying, I'm just, I'm just going to teach what they told me to in my curriculum because there might be a chance that that's not inspiring stuff. And that's all that you're going to care about once you see the look in your students' eyes, the motivation that they have, the satisfaction and gratitude of the parents and of your students. It's all you're going to want to do is to give them new and cool and inspiring stuff to help them go forward in their life and change their lives because that's the ultimate goal. That's our mission. Give our students a spark for learning. Help them find that love of learning that lasts way longer than your classroom. That is a very, very powerful thing. All right. Thank you for listening to the second episode of the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast. I hope you are one step closer to making the classroom of your dreams come true. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our email list, head over and get our freebie, and follow us on social media. You can find all that in the show notes below. Uh, this has just been a great time, and if there's any feedback that you want uh, to give... I'm very open to hearing it and putting the changes in place. So what kind of topics do you want to hear about? What do you want to 
see on the podcast in the next few weeks and next few months and next few years. So please let me know what works, what's not working. I am still learning and I am very much open to hearing how this is working for you. So I really hope that this is helping and looking forward to talking with you in the comments. Thank you. Keep rocking.